Welcome back to Two Sisters and a TV, the classic TV podcast where we celebrate and remember all things and everything classic TV. Today, we're going to take a look at one of my favorite TV shows growing up. It was one of those short-lived TV shows, not on for very long at all, but it made a really significant impact upon me as a kid. The TV show that I'm talking about is Flying High. Flying High was um, a TV show which ran from 1978 to early 1979. It didn't make a full season, unfortunately. It was on Friday nights. The Friday night lineup on CBS, because it was on CBS, the Friday night lineup at the time consisted of first Wonder Woman at 8 o'clock Eastern, 7 Central, followed by The Incredible Hulk at 9, 8 Central, and Flying High at 10 o'clock, 9 Central. That was my lineup. I have not all these years later forgotten that lineup. I loved watching those three shows every Friday night. The school week was over, the weekend was coming, and I loved watching all three of those. It was such of a joy for me. And it's a lot of fun to reflect back upon now, all of these years later. Now, Flying High originally was a two-hour pilot movie. It premiered on August the 28th, 1978. Flying High basically, to summarize it pretty quickly, was the story of three pretty young flight attendants. They were called stewardesses in those days. They were fresh out of uh, flight attendant school and they'd gotten a job working for the same airline. They were working for SunWest Airlines in LA. And it basically showed these three girls, they became very good friends. That's how they met, where they met, and because they, they didn't know one another beforehand. So they became very good friends and they were learning the ropes of being stewardesses or flight attendants. It basically showed them on the job, of course, and it also delved into their personal lives and what was going on outside of work and the friendship among the three of them. Now, the actresses who portrayed these flight attendants were Connie Selica, Pat Klaus, and Catherine Witt. Now, Connie Selica portrayed Lisa. Pat Klaus was Marcy. And Catherine Witt was Pam. Now, I must say that this show was very similar to Charlie's Angels. I mean, that's one of the things that people still say today, that it was a clone of Charlie's Angels. Which is true, because you had the two pretty brunettes, and then you had the pretty blonde. And Connie Selica was kind of like the unofficial leader of the trio. She was kind of like Kate Jackson on Charlie's Angels. Well, of course, like I said, you had the blonde who was Marcy and she was very similar to, you know, Farrah Fawcett, Cheryl Latt, that kind of character. And then Catherine Witt's character of Pam was like Kelly on Charlie's Angels. And I mean, there were a lot of shows who were trying to basically follow that Charlie's Angels format in those days because it was so successful. Um, But I saw it as being more than that. I saw it as being, yes, the two were very similar, but I saw much deeper than that. But uh, the show, again, as I said, debuted, premiered as a 
two-hour movie of the week. And actually, the ratings were really good. I mean, for that week, it actually received a 28.2 rating, meaning that 20.5 million homes were watching that TV movie that week. The ratings were really, really high. As a matter of fact, for that week, it was the highest rated TV movie on either of the networks, on ABC, CBS, and NBC. So it got off to a really good start. And that's why CBS was so excited and so enthusiastic to go ahead and make it a weekly series. And it made its debut that fall. The very first hour-long episode, regular episode, debuted on September the 29th, 1978. And it was supposed to be a week earlier, the 22nd of September, but The Incredible Hulk made its season debut that week, and they had a two-hour-long episode. It was the unforgettable episode titled Married, where David Banner goes to Hawaii. He's in search of a cure for his Hulkism. And he meets and falls in love with a terminally ill doctor named Caroline Fields, portrayed by Mariette Hartley. I must say, Married really, really impacted me at the time when I was, you know, in second grade. And I just, I've never forgotten that episode. I still watch it every now and then. It's not on YouTube, I believe it was, but I don't think it's over there right now. Then again, I haven't checked lately, so I need to go over there and take a look. I think there's some clips on YouTube, but the entire episode, if I recall, is not over there right now. Because, you know, things come and go on YouTube all the time, unfortunately. You know, they, I mean, it's disappointing when they go, but it's great when they come back or when they pop up initially. So I'm going to have to take a look over there and see if Married is there in its entirety. But Married, unforgettable episode during the run of The Incredible Hulk. So since that was a two-hour-long episode, Flying High didn't make its weekly debut until the following week. Interestingly enough, um, the ratings began to kind of fall off kind of quickly. Also, before I go any further, there were two other cast members on Flying High. Now, for those of you who remember Sanford and Son, remember Hoppy and Smitty? Well, Hoppy, or Officer Hopkins, portrayed by Howard Platt, was also on Flying High. He portrayed the captain of, you know, he was Captain Dave Marsh. Not the sharpest tool in the box. Well, at the same time, he also thought that he was a ladies' man. Now, I don't know where he got his ideas from with that, but he's a very funny character. Some people thought that he was, you know, he was pretty dim-witted, but he was funny. And, you know, it was really funny to see this guy thinking that he was a ladies' man when he really was not. And he was also kind of a chauvinist at the same time as well. But again, he was the kind of character that you couldn't help but like. He was really funny. Also on the show was Raymond Strickman, portrayed by Ken Offson. He was the passenger relations agent. He too was a funny character as well. Kind of on the chauvinistic side a little bit, but he's more funny, you know, kind of like um, Dave Marsh. He was also kind of funny in, in the same way. Um, the chauvinism that they had, it wasn't anything too severe or too intense. And then, of course, um, it was really kind of glossed over a lot with humor. Which made, you know, the situation, you know, even more funny. So they weren't these obnoxious characters. They were definitely, you know, they were definitely comic relief. 
So anyway, um, basically for the week of the 20, uh, I'm sorry, for the week of October the 15th, 1978, and yes, I wrote all this down. I'm reading from my notes. There's no way I could have remembered all of this from memory. It would not have been possible. So I'm reading, trying not to stumble over, trying not to stumble over what I wrote down and trying to not stumble over my handwriting. Um, so thank you for bearing with me on both of those things. But for the week of the 15th of October, 1978, Flying High was ranked number 56 out of the 65 TV shows on primetime TV. So the ratings dipped really quickly. I think according to Howard Platt, because and this is something I did not know, during the run of the show, Connie Selica and Howard Platt began dating. And they actually were engaged for a while. And I don't know how they broke up or when they broke up. But I was very, very surprised to find out that they were a couple at that point. They were a couple even for a while after the show came to an end. But in an interview, Howard Platt said the reason why he thought the show did not last longer was because of its time slot. And I think he had a point with that. Looking back on it now, being older, I have to agree with that because the show was on Friday nights at 10 o'clock Eastern, 9 Central, as I said. Well, people were going out. I mean, me, of course, I was a little second grader. I was I was home on Friday nights, but adults, teenagers, well, they were going out on Friday night. They weren't staying home. When people began to stay home on Friday nights or go out later, that didn't happen until Dallas. When Dallas was switched over to Friday nights and became a hit, that's when people began to stay home on Friday nights. Now, some people don't know this or they don't remember, but Dallas was not a hit out of the gate. Dallas, it took a while for it to find an audience. But when it found one, of course, it became the biggest show not only in this country, but around the world. And that's when people began to actually either not go out at all on Friday nights or they would go out after Dallas was over. So that definitely changed people's TV viewing habits on Friday nights. But Flying High just didn't have the appeal that Dallas did to cause people to stay home or to go out later. So they would go ahead and they would go out and they would miss it. They didn't even know that was on. I mean, there are people to this day who didn't know Flying High was ever even on the air. You do have those who remember it very fondly like I do, but you have those who do not remember it at all or they do remember it or they didn't watch it or they watched it occasionally. They watched it from time to time, but it was not a show that they watched on a regular basis. So I think had this show been on another night, it might have had a successful run, at least for a few seasons. Because if I'm not mistaken, when it made its debut as a TV movie of the week, August the 28th, I think that was like a Thursday night or something. I can't remember, but it was a weeknight. Well, Friday is a weeknight too, but it was not the weekend. It was like probably a Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday night. And had Flying High remained on one of those nights instead, had it been on one of those nights of the week or a Monday night, then it probably would have had a chance. But Friday night just wasn't going to work because it just, again, it was a really cute show. It was a lot like Love Boat, too, because they had guest stars every week, like Love Boat did. 
because everyone, you know, you see him on the plane, he had all the passengers. And so um, it was very similar in that way to Love Boat because some of the guest stars were Bill Bixby, Jerry Mathers, Rosie Greer, George Goble, Nipsey Russell, Charlotte Ray, Rosemary, Jim Backus, and Dr. Joyce Brothers. So they had some really good guest stars. Also, uh, Jim Hutton and Bill Daly. So they had really good guest stars. And the episodes were funny. And the guest stars interacted very well with the cast. And so, again, that's why, to me, it's more than a Charlie's Angels clone. I look at it more in depth than that. It it goes beyond that. Um, There is one episode of Flying High on YouTube. I will let you know in advance, the quality is not very good. It's the pilot that I'm taught that I, you know, that I've mentioned. It's that two hour movie of the week pilot. Um, There's a guy who was a fan of the show, searched all around for an episode or episodes of Flying High. It's not on DVD, unfortunately. I think you can get the pilot on DVD. But at the time, you couldn't get the pilot. So he found someone with a copy, but the copy is not very good in quality. It is in its entirety, including the commercials. So it's definitely something worth watching. Now, I started to watch it one night, but I got sleepy and I didn't get to finish it. So I need to go back over and finish watching it. But what I did see was very enjoyable and I got to really see the potential of the show. So that was nice to be able to see again. But um, there are, of course, you know, if you want to hear the theme song, which I love to go over to YouTube and just pull up the theme song and listen to it, you know, look at the opening credits. You can do that. There are videos of the opening that are in a very good quality. But as of yet, that's the only full episode of Flying High. There is one partial episode on YouTube of like 15 minutes, 14, 15 minutes. That too is a very good quality. But, uh... So the way that they decided to do this, the producers of the show, the network, they wanted three unexperienced actresses, inexperienced rather, actresses. Well, no, actually, these girls were not actresses. They were models. That's right. They were not actresses. For some reason, they wanted to get inexperienced girls, females to star in the show. Each of these three girls were models. They all worked, uh, they were all uh, actually models from New York. They weren't even models in California. They were, you know, from New York, all three of them. They didn't want them to have any acting experience. I'm not sure why that was. But before the show went into production, all three met with flight attendants before production started. They actually met with real flight attendants and they learned about how it was to, you know, work in that field, in that industry. So they did their background, did their research before the show even got started. I think it's interesting the fact that they wanted um, women to star in the show who were not actresses. And to be honest with you, you could kind of tell that they did not have any acting experience. It's not a put down, but it is an observation. You could just kind of tell that they were really green when it came to acting. Very beautiful. Very three very beautiful, stunning women. But again, you could tell that this was their first time being on television and starring in a weekly TV series or any kind of television at all. Now, the um 
There was criticism, of course, just like with Charlie's Angels, there was criticism of flying high. For one thing, the president of the Association of Flight Attendants thought that the show really didn't focus a real accurate depiction of flight attendants or of the industry itself. They thought that basically the focus was more on bosoms than brains, more on beauty than actual skill. Which, I mean, yeah, they definitely were focusing on beauty to go and get three, you know, New York models to star in the show, of course. But I think that maybe the criticisms, the criticisms are a little bit harsh. I mean, maybe they have some points. I've never been a flight attendant, so I can't really say for sure. But I think that maybe they were a little bit territorial with their area of work and expertise, which I do understand, but the show didn't have a chance to really develop. The actresses didn't have a chance to really develop their roles and to develop as actresses, the well, the three models rather. They didn't have a chance to really develop their acting skills doing Flying High because, I mean, the show ended so quickly. I mean, in January 1979, the show was moved to Tuesday nights. That I don't remember because Tuesday nights for me, it was all about ABC. Tuesday nights in those days, ABC, I mean, that was like one of the top nights, one of the top lineups that people still remember from those days. You had Happy Days, Laverne and Shirley, Three's Company, Taxi, and then I believe Starsky and Hutch. So I missed Flying High switching over to Tuesday nights. Uh, All of a sudden for me, it just disappeared. I just stopped seeing it. And then all of a sudden the whole lineup over on CBS on Friday nights was completely revamped because Wonder Woman moved to, I don't remember what night, I think it moved to like maybe Sunday nights, maybe Saturday nights. And the Dukes of Hazzard made its debut in January of 1979, and it was on Friday nights. And then The Incredible Hulk followed. Well, actually, um, this is interesting because in other cities, The Incredible Hulk was first, and then The Dukes of Hazard. But where I grew up, The Dukes of Hazard was on first, and then The Incredible Hulk followed. So why that was, I don't know. But, you know, it was fine with me. And then Dallas was switched over from Sunday nights to Friday nights, and it stayed there for the rest of its run, ending in 1991. Now, this was, oh, probably about 10 years ago on a YouTube video. Uh, I think it was on a Dallas video. I mentioned that Dallas was on Sunday nights at one point. There was a guy who wanted to argue and go back and forth. Oh, no, you have that wrong. And you don't remember that very well. And you were a kid anyway and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, so you're trying to basically discredit my memories because I was a kid. Would you discredit those who remember watching Lassie or the Partridge Family, the Brady Bunch? Would you try to discredit their memories because they were little at the time that they don't know what they're talking about? So interestingly enough, about probably a day or two later, someone, another guy came behind me and went into the discussion and he said, oh no, she's right. Dallas was on Sunday nights at 10 o'clock Eastern, right after Alice. 
and then it switched to CBS's Friday night schedule in January 1979. And of course, that ended the whole debate. The other guy crickets immediately. Funny the things that people are so territorial about and want to argue about and debate about, it's just absolutely senseless to me. But uh, yeah, flying high for me just disappeared. You know, I don't, I, I don't, I think if I remember correctly though, because I was always reading TV Guide, I did find out that Flying High was on Tuesday nights. And so I began to look at it instead of Starsky and Hutch. And, um, but then again, it wasn't on for very long on Tuesday nights. It, it, it was canceled that January of 1979. And, uh, you know, again, it just disappeared again. And then I found out to believe in TV God that was canceled. And I was so disappointed. I was so upset by that. Really, really disappointed. Really missed Wonder Woman, The Incredible Hulk, and Flying High being on back to back to back. But I must admit that the addition of the additions of the Dukes of Hazard and Dallas did really help me to recover, if you will, because that was a great lineup. People to this very day still talk about the CBS Friday night lineup from 1979 until like 1981. That's something that we still talk about. The Dukes of Hazard, The Incredible Hulk, and Dallas. But uh, Flying High, again, very, very dear show to me. I have not forgotten it in all of these years, as you can see. Uh, now, as for what happened to the actresses after and the, you know, the um, cast after the show ended. Well, of course, Connie Selica went on to do The Greatest American Hero for a while. That show debuted in 1981. It ran until 1983. It was on ABC. And after uh, it came to an end, she did Hotel, also on ABC. That starred James Brolin. It was an Aaron Spelling production. Ran from 1983 until around 1988-89. Now, uh, Pat Klaus, who portrayed the blonde Marcy, ended up over on The Love Boat. She joined The Love Boat in 1983 or 1984. Because for those of you who do not know, don't remember, Lauren Tweez, who portrayed Julie McCoy, the cruise director, was fired from the show for a very severe cocaine addiction. So to replace the cruise director, they brought in her sister, Judy McCoy, who was portrayed by Pat Klaus. As for Catherine, and of course, The Love Boat ended in 1986, so she did that show for its two final seasons. After that, she was in episodic television periodically, and then she kind of disappeared from TV. Uh, her last credit was, I believe, around 1987, maybe. Um, I think that she left the business. Not sure what she's doing now, but um, she was a definitely a ray of sunshine. Everything I ever saw her in, you know, of course, Flying High and, you know, Love Boat, she was definitely a ray of sunshine. Um, as for Catherine Witt, she too went into episodic television. She did episodes of TV shows like Matt Houston. And uh, then she also, I think she left the business as well, because I think her last acting credit was in the late 90s, maybe 1998 or so. So I think she too left acting as well. 
As for Howard Platt, well, he would uh, pop up on Barney Miller from time to time. And when Sanford, and this is going to be for another episode coming up sometime in the next few weeks, Sanford, if you haven't heard of it, Red Fox decided he wanted to bring Sanford and Son back in 1980. Well, it came back, but without Damon Wilson. And of course, we're going to cover all of that in the episode. Well, Hoppy and Smitty were back for Sanford. They were there, you know, in a couple of episodes. So you saw Howard Platt back for Sanford. And he, too, did episodic television, you know, off and on through the years. And uh, last time I saw Howard Platt was at a mini Sanford and Sen reunion. It was Hoppy and Smitty and Rollo and, of course, a replica of uh, Fred Sanford's pickup truck. That was probably about maybe two, three, four, five years ago. It's on YouTube, so you can check it out. There's also a brief interview of Howard Platt talking about flying high. This video is like probably maybe less than five minutes, also on YouTube. As for Ken Offsen, who was the passenger relations agent, he too, in episodic television, he was on an episode of Three's Company, an episode of The Jeffersons. He was um, also in several episodes of Match Game. And he too, again, was in episodic television for the rest of his, his life. He passed away some years ago. And... Um, very funny guy. Everything he ever did, he was always really funny. But uh, yeah, I tell you that, that was a really fun time, honestly, in my life, those Friday nights watching Flying High. The theme song, which I always like the theme song, I looked it up, who did the theme song, who composed it, it was composed by David Shire, who also did some composing on the Saturday Night Fever soundtrack. But that was a lot of fun to watch. It really was. It was It was really fun. Again, I hate it didn't last longer, but I tell you, it's one of those things that, you know, in life where you wish that the outcome would have been a little bit different, but you're glad you had the experience at all. And that's how I feel about flying high. So just wanted to do an episode and just remember that show and refresh some of your memories about it as well or introduce you to it, whichever the case may be. I planned this episode myself because my sister knows nothing about Flying High. And so this was one I researched and prepared for solo. But of course, we'll be back with a brand new episode next week. Uh, By the way, I've been really having a lot of fun researching these short-lived TV shows like Baby I'm Back and Tabitha and now Flying High. There are a few more to come. Now, I already, you know, let you know about Sanford, but there are a couple of others that are going to be coming up as well. TV shows that I loved watching or my family and I loved watching, but they just didn't stand very long for some reason or another. So there are a couple of others coming up along with, of course, you know, episodes about, uh, TV shows that we all remember very, very well. The popular TV shows, the ones that still get lots of attention in pop culture and that you can see over on Antenna TV and MeTV and Hulu. So we have lots of episodes coming up. We have a list and we're just going down the list bringing you these episodes on a weekly basis. So thank you so much for joining us today for Two Sisters and a TV, the classic TV podcast as we take took rather a look back at Flying High. 
So until our next episode next week, again, thank you for listening. Thank you for subscribing and reviewing and thank you for your time and your support. Thank you for again being on this podcast journey with us. It's been one fun experience and believe it or not, this podcast is 10 months old now. Can't believe that we've been doing this now for almost a year. We started in late, late December of last year, December the 28th, I believe it was. And it has been really a lot of fun. We look forward to all of the fun that will continue on in the days and weeks and yes, years ahead. So again, thank you for joining us today. And until the next episode, we'll see you all then.